Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that today's message will challenge and inspire you to pursue Jesus and to love people to life. Well, this morning we're starting a new series. It's called Reflections. In other words, that in my subtitle today is Clean the Mirror. Clean the Mirror. Is there anybody in his, this room that likes smeary windows or, gla- or, or mirrors? Anybody? I hate them. I mean, I, I got up here this morning. And I looked at this drum cage, and I said, that thing's got to be cleaned. I came in this morning. There's smudges on the front door. I had to clean them. I had to. I just couldn't let it go. You know? And see, that's one thing that drives me nuts is smeary windows. They really do. My kids learn at a very early age, you don't touch dad's windows. Honestly, they did. I mean, I would, I almost every weekend, I would clean my car, vacuum it out, wipe all the windows down, and don't you dare touch the windows. And then my niece came over. She, we went down to Naples. She's going to pa- coming back up to Central Florida when we passed her there. And my kids told her when she got in the car, don't touch dad's windows. <laughs> Guess what she did? Eee. I wanted, to, I wanted to kill her right there. I just, <laughs> and she's sitting back there just laughing at me. You know, it was driving me nuts. Does, it, does that bother anybody else besides me? Yeah, we're weird people, aren't we? But it, it's, it's just a, that whole thing. See, your life and my life is to reflect Christ. Amen? We're to reflect Christ. And if we're not reflecting Him, maybe we have smeared the mirrors in our life or smeared the windows with sin in our life that we can't reflect Him properly. And that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. And see, if we're going to reflect Christ, we can't let anything come between us and God. Amen? Nothing. Now, you think about this. Just use this as an illustration, just a little illustration this morning. How many know the moon does not have its own light? It reflects the light of the sun, right? And the only time you, you don't see the, the, um, the, the moon is when it, the earth comes between it and the sun in its rotation. So without, when something comes between the sun and the moon, the earth, the moon is dark. It's still there, but it's dark to us, okay? And so understand that. And see, just as the moon doesn't have its own light, how many know we don't have our own light? Our light comes from Christ. Our light comes when we allow Christ to be reflected through our lives. Now, I don't know what's wrong with my voice except for its allergies. I hate it. So just bear with me for a moment. But see, as we talk about reflecting, there's... We're going to be in James here for, for a few days, for a few weeks here. But James chapter 1, I want to talk about quit talking so you can hear. Quit talking so you can hear. He says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must be quiet, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Who was James talking to here? How many know he was talking to Christians? How many know we as Christians sometimes we talk too fast and too much? Instead of listening a lot. Instead of hearing things. So James was talking to Christians. And there are so many times 
I don't know about you, but I've done this to people. There's so many times I've been in a discussion with somebody, and they're saying something, and I'm not even hearing what they're saying. I've already got my idea what I want to say, and I can't wait for them to get quiet so I can tell them what I heard. Anybody been there besides me? We think what we have to say is more important than what they have to say. And you know what that is? That's pride. That's nothing but pride on our part. And James says, listen, be, be quick to listen. Understand, hear, get to the point where you can hear the voice of God. See, he's not just talking about listening to other people. He, I believe he's dealing with listening to God and God speaks. How many believe God speaks all the time? We're just not listening sometimes. See, James says, be quick to listen, not just others, but God. See, at times, we all get in trouble. Anybody ever got in trouble because of your tongue? You, you said something, you got angry, you did something, you say, boy, I wish I could have a do-over on that. But once the word's out, it's, you can't take it back. It's already hit the person that you're talking to. And James is trying to say, listen, listen, don't be so quick to speak. Hear God's voice. Hear what the other person's saying. It's, it's hard to do sometimes, isn't it? See, we're, we've all sinned and we all get angry at times. And we wish we could have a do-over. Let me ask you, are you a hothead? Are you a hothead? See, you can, you can, can you be a hothead and still be a Christian? Apparently so. James is addressing it here. He's addressing it. Look what he says in verse 20 and 21. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives. Humbly accept the word of God, the word God has planted in your heart. For it has the power to save your soul. Now look at this church. He said the anger of God, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Anger, if anything, smears the mirror. It's, you might be trying to witness to somebody. They've seen you blow up in anger. Oh, and you know, most people that are hot-headed, how many know they, they get angry really fast? They get angry real fast, and it doesn't take much to ruffle their feathers. See, here's the thing. James is saying, listen, don't be a hothead. He said, your anger is not going to produce the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God that we need is through Jesus Christ, that we can reflect true righteousness. Amen? See, most times, like I said, when you have that hot-headed person, they're very quick. And James tells us to get rid of all filth and evil. And then he, so how do you get rid of the filth and evil? He gives the answer in the same verse. Look what he says. We are to accept the word God has planted in our hearts. How many know the only word you really have is what God has planted in your heart? Why did the psalmist say, let me plant your word in my heart that I might not sin against you? You can carry the biggest Bible in the world and still not have it in your heart. I was over at a friend's house the other day, and he brought out an antique Bible of his family. The Bible weighed 16 pounds. It's about like this and about like this. But how many know that doesn't mean the words in your heart? The only word you really know and have is what's in your heart. Think about that for a moment. 
He says, we need to accept the word. What if we just started living by just the word that we already know? 100% of the time. Would it make a difference in your life? If you just lived on the word that you already know. How many of we'd be better reflectors of Christ? See, church, his word has the power to save. That's what it says. His word has the power to save. In other words, when you look at God's word and God's planted the word in you, you have to apply the word. The word is no good if we don't apply it. If you don't put it into practice in your life, it's no good. It's just another book that you read. It's another book that I read. But I have to apply the word. The word has no power unless I apply it in my life. Amen? Are you with me still? See, church... What have I said for years? The word and prayer, word and prayer. And you get tired of that? It's prayer and the word, prayer and the word. We got it. We've got to do this thing. See, we've got to apply the word if we want to grow. And see, God, we, the thing about it is, when you think about darkness and light, how many know Genesis 1, God was the creator of darkness and light? But how, how many know he was also the one who said, let's separate darkness from light? He was the original guy that, thought, that brought that up. See, we are to be light to the world. And the only way you and I can truly be light is when we are in the presence of God and he, His light is shining on us and all of a sudden we begin to reflect the off, it reflects off us on the people around us that they can see Jesus in us. But if we're working out of the human nature, if we're working out of the flesh, all they're going to see is a mixed message. They're going to say somebody that says, okay, I'm on fire for God and now I'm a human being and I, I, I do all the things everything, everybody else does. But how many know for the believer there's a difference? Amen? See, Jesus, he's the true light. He's the true light. Look what it says in John 1, 4. It says, the word, the word gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. Jesus brought light to everyone. Man, how many remember when Jesus brought light into your life for the first time? That you made your commitment to Christ? And his light shined in your heart. I remember the night I got saved, I came home, I felt like a totally different person. I, there was a weight of sin and heaviness that was gone from me. And because I was in the light, he revealed things in me. See, we need to remember that we have no light of our own, church. We ha- do not have any light of our own. Away, away from Christ, we're going to be just like the world. We're not going to reflect the goodness and the grace of God. Look what he says in uh, verse 5 of uh, John 1. He said, the light shined in darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Now, what a great picture. Think about that. Jesus stood there, and darkness could not extinguish his light. Now, listen. Didn't Jesus say he would build his church, and the gates of hell would not be able to stand against it? What does that mean? It means the church is not defensive. The church is offensive. We're going in because we have the light to rescue people that are in darkness. And if we're not shining brightly, they're not going to be able to see Christ clearly. And we've got, we've got to come to a place where we allow this light. If we truly believe that Jesus is the light of the world, we've got to get this light begin to reflect it. We need to take care of things in our life that's keeping us from reflecting Christ in a greater way. And this is kind of where James is going as we talk about this. Now look at verse 9 of John 1. He says, 
the one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, is coming into the world. See, this was John prophesying about the coming of Christ. We understand Christ has already come, amen? Christ has come, and here's the thing, church. He took us out of the kingdom of darkness, and He transferred us into the kingdom of light, according to Colossians 1.13. We were transferred by Christ out of darkness into His kingdom. That's, my, that's where we're located at. We're in Christ Jesus. And we got to make sure that there's nothing in our lives that's going to keep the light of Christ from shining out to others. We got to clean the mirror. Amen? We got to clean the mirror. And it's time for us to do that. It's time for us to clean the mirror. You say, well, Pastor, how do we do that? Well, I'm, that's a great question. So let's see what we can say. Look, go back over with me to 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. And I want you to see what verse 5 and 6, it says, This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but we go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. Now look what, J- look what John said here now, church. He said, God is, true, the light, is, God is, a, is light, and there's no darkness in God. How many of God has nothing to do with sin? Matter of fact, sin separates us from God, the Word of God says. Sin what, is what smears the mirror that we can't reflect. And then he says this. He says, those who, so, so we, we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God. But we're not living in spirit, we're living in spiritual darkness. And we are pract- we are not practicing truth. In other words, some person that says, I'm a born-again believer, but you continually, habitually follow and do sinful things, and you have no remorse, nothing in your heart that causes anything for you to repent. There's something wrong in the relationship. Understand, we've been called to live differently. And here's the thing, church. A person that habitually just sins and sins and sins, and they have no, they have no remorse over that, I, I wonder, have they really made a commitment to Christ? I, know, do you under, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying they're not saved. I, I don't know. That's in God's hands. But I know you can't, be, you can't claim to be a Christian and continually, habitually walk in sin and ignore God's Word. Because we're supposed to be light in a dark world. See, if we, if we, we've got to live by the truth, and we've got to reflect Christ. Now, look at, look at 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. He says, but if we live, if we are living in the light as God is the light, we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, think about this. He says, but if we walk in the light as he is the light. What is he saying there? He's saying, if you and I will, just as God is a light, and he's already revealed light to you, he showed you things in your life that doesn't need to take place, and he says, now, if you walk in the light as he is the light, there's other things in your life that the blood of Jesus is covering you. But here's what's going to happen. The more you go with God, the more he will reveal other things in your life that you'll say, man, I don't need that in my life anymore. And his blood, but the blood covers you. We're not, we, don't go, we don't go on sinning when we come to Christ, we're supposed to cease from sin. It doesn't mean we, we, we're perfect. We make mistakes. But here's the deal. God is a merciful God. 
that we can come to, and he'll clean the mirrors of our life that we can reflect him more. But he says if we, have, if we are living in the light as God is the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and his blood cleanses us. See, church, walk in the light that you know. Walk in the light that you know. As you walk in that light, the other things that God hasn't revealed to you yet, and when he reveals them, you know what? You put that, you say, okay, I'm walking into the light in that area. How many of you got some places you need to walk out of darkness and walk into the light? You know what God's word says for you. And you, 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 you can't habitually keep doing the same thing and expect a change. You know, John Maxwell said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. If you keep doing the same thing spiritually, you won't grow if you stay there. You're not going to see the results. But if you get into the Word and you get in the presence of God and begin to stay there, the thing about it is God will meet you there and He'll illuminate you even more. See, the answer to this, the answer I want to talk about right now is this. But before we do that, what are you reflecting in your life? What do people see in your life? Do they see a clear picture of Jesus? Do they see a clear picture of who God is? Do, or do they see us more? I want them to, I want to be, I want to decrease that he may increase. See, here's the answer when we make a mistake, though. It's 1-9. We all know that. Scripture says, but if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's, a, that's good news. But how many know we can't just be flippant about it? How many know we should, when we're broken over our sin, we should really truly be broken over our sin, not broken because we got caught. There's a lot of people that come to repentance real quick, but it means nothing because they got caught in the situation and they may show all the crocodile tears and they're broken over what they're saying. But they're, they're just trying to make things better because they got caught. Because you know what? They'll walk out of here and walk right back into the same thing. Isn't it true? How many have done I've done it. I, I just wanted to get forgiven so I can I get things back right again. But not willing to change. As believers, we should be changing continuously. We, might, we should be growing from glory to glory. Amen? See, th- that's the thing. Look what Matthew says about this, about us being light. He said, and you know the scripture, he says, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its, its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled under the foot of, uh, as worthless. But look what he says. He says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hilltop cannot be hidden. Church, you and I, you and I are the, are the light of this community. The church is the light. And if we're not reflecting Christ in a proper way, how many people will get, be missed out? How many people won't be reached in our neighborhood, in our schools, if we're not reflecting the proper light that we reflect? So here's the, here's the question for me and you. Who are you reflecting? Who are you reflecting? And I t- let me just say this. You will reflect the one that you spend the most time with. You will reflect the one that you spend the most time with. 
You'll be you, the person you are the, the people that you may hang out with. How many of they influence your behavior? They do. But church, how many know we should be influencing their behavior? Amen. We are the light of the world. There's no other light. There's no other light. We are the light of the world, Jesus said. And we have a job to do. We've got to, we've got to reflect the sun brighter, brighter than ever before. We need God to clean on the, up, up the inside, clean our attitudes, changes, and let us be the men and women of God who reflects the goodness of God and the grace of God. Church, as I've been saying I believe God is getting ready to do some great things here. But, you know, usually before a really true move of God happens, there, there's usually a, a time of repentance. You see it throughout Scripture. And it's not, it's not repentance for, for the sinner. It's repentance for the church. Because we realize that we're not where we need to be or where we should be. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. But we are to make an influence in this world. We're supposed to be grabbing as many as we can and bringing them to heaven with us. And the only way that's going to happen in this day and time is for the church to be ignited and reflect this, the presence of God. I heard somebody once say, said, the depth of your, revi your revival depends upon the depth of your repentance. The deeper you go in repentance... And I tell you what, if you'll get before God and just ask Him to begin to show you things in your life that needs to be taken care of, you know what? Ask the Holy Spirit to shine the light on it. And He'll shine the light on it. But here's the deal. Once He shines the light on it, you've got to do something about it. Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that this message encouraged and inspired you in your journey with Christ. For more information, you can visit our website at th.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Tower Hill NH. To give online, you can go to th.church/giving. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.